This episode was brought to you by Manscaped. Check out the ultimate grooming kit everyone's talking about and take the next step to making sure you're looking fresh for the new year. Be sure to use our promo code RED5 for 20% off plus free shipping. Links below in the description. And we are back with more Book of Boba Fett. And, uh, okay, I've been looking forward to this. All right, Preston. Did you like, <laughs> did you like this episode? Yeah, it was all right. You know? Okay, good. Because I wasn't too big of a fan, and I love okay. the uh, podcasts we do where we like disagree. Because we don't do them that much, if you noticed. No, it's funny. Yeah, and I do think it's funny because it's usually it's usually you liking something and me being being salty. But no, this one is okay. <laughs> I think I think a lot has to do with after two seasons of Mandalorian, my my expectations are way low. Aww. So like, <laughs> so you know, I. I, I, you know, it's like I go in, I, I'm not expecting much, and you know, it's a, it's, it's all right, it's okay. It was an all right episode. You called it, was just, it uh, Boba of Arabia, I think it was. Yeah, For me, it, it was, was it Dances was, with Tuskens. So, I mean, it's the same story, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, um, you know, uh, the I, even though, even though Boba Fett is is a minority in real life, the actor, it's still this kind of. Um, you know, uh, white man comes in from the outside, le- le- you know, learns, uh, you know, becomes the hero of this savage people that he secretly f- realizes is is beautiful and um, uh, full of merit, you know, and um, and then becomes there is accepted as one of them and then becomes their leader in battle. Um, yeah, it's, you're right. It's the exact same story as Dances with Wolves or Lawrence of Arabia. Yes. <laughs> you just pissed off so many people by by like saying the white person thing. Oh, can't wait for the comments. Oh, but it's there. but it, it it it's a it's just a long trope, right? In Western cinema, sure. I mean, where, we, you know, whether it be the Last Samurai with with uh, Tom Keanu Cruise Reeves. or oh, was that Tom he, Cruise? I thought it was Keanu Reeves. Uh, I'm trying to remember what Keanu Reeves did. He probably did something else where he was accepted by some some form. <laughs> you know. <laughs> It's Avatar. I mean, it's it's right. it's all these stories. It's it's this. Um, you know, it's I I, I don't you know I, I have nothing wrong with the stare with with the with the trope. I you know, which is why I say I kind of like the episode. I think Dance with, with Wolves is a is a is a great movie. Um, I think Lawrence of Arabia is one of the greatest movies ever created. <laughs> like it it is it is a masterpiece of cinema. Um, so. Uh, but but I I still accept that it's based on this this white man's dream of of going you know finding some exotic um, culture and being accepted by them and 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 becoming becoming you know revered by them and, and respected by them and and leading them into battle or whatever you know I you know I understand it's all that. Well, for me, the first episode was eh. This episode was okay. It, I would have actually thought it was an alright episode had they just done what I wanted them to do, which was combine it. Because the first mm. episode and the second episode really complement each other very well. And yeah. they really it really should have been one giant premiere. Now, something a lot of people um, didn't understand uh, in the first episode that we did is the whole concept of bait and hook. So, do you mind if I go into that real quick? Uh, sure. So let's take Mandalorian Season 1, for example. What's the bait? What's going to keep you coming to it? Well, what's going to keep you going to it in the first place? Well, 
It's a guy who kind of looks like Boba Fett, and he's a bounty hunter. And, oh, look, he's fighting stormtroopers. It's Warner Herzog and IG-88 droid. Fantastic. That's the bait. That's what gets you to watch it. The hook is Baby Yoda. That's what keeps you coming back, and what the hell is this thing? It's the water cooler talk. For Bad Batch, it was the Bad Batch squad. That's the bait. And the hook is how do they survive this post-Republic galaxy with the Empire now? Star Wars Vision, Star Wars and anime, that's the bait. And the hook is Star Wars and anime. Um, yeah. here the bait is, okay, all right, we've, we're finally getting a Boba Fett property. We were supposed mm-hmm. to have gotten one a while ago with Josh Trank, but that fell through because fan four stick was abysmal. Um, sure. and, uh, we finally got it. So that's the bait. What's the hook? What keeps us coming back? Um, Goffy, Goffy sticks, man. Goffy sticks. Goffy sticks. <laughs> Those were cool. <laughs> it's so, first of all, Goffy Stick is one of those, like, so back before the expanded universe had gotten kind of big, like, big Star Wars fans would, like, quiz each other on really minor things in Star Wars that you can ask each other. And so, like, the, one of the most minor questions to, to, like, know a real fan was, what's the name of the sticks that the, the Tusken Raiders use? And there's just one line in Star Wars where Luke is looking around at the the destroyed. There's a destroyed um, sand crawler from the Jawas, and Luke is like, "This sure looks like a a, a sand person attack." I mean, you've got Goffy sticks, da 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 da. He's like listing things, and that's the only reference mm. to like what they are. And so. When when they went on this long, long montage of him like crafting his own Goffy stick, I was just laughing so much because it's like <laughs> this this complete throwaway line from Star Wars has become is like it's like now we're at the point where we're dedicating like ten minutes of someone crafting a Goffy stick because Luke mentioned it in a throwaway line in Star Wars. Oh, homie, it gets even better than that. Uh, Tashi, Tashi Station makes an appearance this episode. Oh, is, was that Tashi Station? Uh, apparently so. And you know those two, the man and the woman? That's Luke's friends from the uh, deleted scenes in The New Hope. Cammy um, uh, and uh, Fixer, her boyfriend. Stop. Swear to God. No, I mean, clearly not the original actress because the original actress would be too old. But Of course, um, but uh, yeah, no, that's them. That's ridiculous. Swear to God. That, do do oh the usual God. thing you do where you stop and you go look it up. Swear to God. Go look it up. No, 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 no. I believe you. I'm just, I'm just. <laughs> First of all, I really hated, like, of all the, I thought this, the episode was pretty strong. Um, I really liked the the train. As much as, like, attacking a train and being on top of a train is, is like, a trope that we've seen a million times. I thought that the action scene was done really well. Mm-hmm. Um, there were different there are different parts where I really laughed and, and and enjoyed myself. I really liked when they when when they didn't have a name for him, but badass t- badass Tuscan, you know, like I gets think she's a woman. Oh, really? I think so. Well, ba- badass Tuscan like gets in there and starts just like plowing in the train and kicking everybody's butt. Like I thought that was really funny and and popping the head out. The the just how the the visuals of the camera worked with popping the head out uh, uh, of the train and looking in different directions and stuff. I thought it was pretty good. But um, I hated the scene at the bar. Really, where he you comes know? in, he doesn't say anything, he just beats up everybody. 
Well, it's just like, you know, the whole pathetic locals that are like, oh, we're being harassed. Like, how stupid would that guy be to be like, this isn't right. You drank my drink. Like, really, dude? How dumb can you be? There's like, there's like six of them. <laughs> You're going to get killed. Like, just leave. <laughs> like, let them have the drink. Uh, also, I think it would have been really funny. <laughs> I thought of this. This was a missed opportunity. So he sees the land speeders go to the bar. And then he goes and he beats up the guys at the, at the bar and takes their land speeders. Wouldn't have been funny as if he, he, he like killed all of those guys. And then he goes outside and it turns out the land speeders are owned by Luke and Luke's friends instead. <laughs> and he, and he, like beat up, he beat up the wrong people. Wouldn't have that been so much funnier? Knowing Disney, that's probably the original idea that John Favreau had and Dave Filoni had, and and, and Disney's like, nah, you can't do that. <laughs> I mean, that was a real missed opportunity because because you never, I I didn't see who was riding the land speeders because it was dark, and so it's like, huh, you know, he just assumes that it's their land speeders. But it's funny, he's like taking the land speeders, and they're like, um, those are ours. Oh. And then like there's like some other crappy transport that those that the that the other guys took to get to the bar. But uh no, so like I said, I felt as though uh, both episodes should have been one giant episode. Mm-hmm. Um and the, like I like I was saying there's no like a hook to Kimi coming back um because other than yeah. it being about Boba Fett because uh like he wants to be a crime lord. Well, why? why? And b- before anybody says it, I'm not a Neanderthal. I know these will all be answered as the show goes on. It's not like a day, maybe. like maybe it's not a it's not a every new episode is in a new adventure like Mando was. I get it. It's more yeah. of a slow burn, but you really need to have that bait and hook in the first episode. You can't do it in a like yeah. a second or third episode. Yeah. I, I realized as well. So they started doing flashbacks within a flashback where he's having. Uh, PTSD to to being in the Sarlacc. Mm. I think I, I again keep thinking like, man, they should have just saved the Sarlacc. Like, had him had like started his story with him with the Tuscan Raiders, and then we're wondering all season like, how did he get out of the Sarlacc? And then occasionally you have him have a bad dream of being in the Sarlacc, uh, and you know like, wouldn't have that been better? And then you could tease like, we're we're gonna we're gonna eventually reveal how he gets out of the Sarlacc and into this into this tribe. But you give us time. But no, they don't. <laughs> yeah. uh, a few a few missed opportunities. But and I guess they had the hook. I mean, they had a few hooks in this episode. They're like, oh, look, we've got Jabba's people. His cousins have come to town. Well, first, when they said the twins, I was like, Luke and Leia? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess that would make sense. And then, then, then the huts arrived, and I'm like, oh, oh okay. Yeah, of course. The uh, by the way, um, the uh, the Black Wookiee, he's actually uh, a comics character. I'm glad they brought him in. Uh, oh, really? I believe his name is Black Chrysanthemum or something like that. And the guy is kind of legendary in the comics, uh, in the new continuity. He actually had a fight with Obi-Wan Kenobi physically, like a physical fight with Obi-Wan and survived <clears> somehow. <throat> um, and he's just I'd like... I'd say, are fans going to be super angry that we now have a, we have a token... A token black Wookiee. That, <laughs> are, are the neckbeards going to be upset that they had to make they had to make the Wookiees black? <laughs> Press it carefully. They're going to dislike your video. <laughs> <laughs> 
and leave angry comments. Um, well, like I said, I so far, you know, the episode is is gearing up very nicely. Um, I gotta say, a lot of cool things. I do like how they kind of torture that. I thought it was Crimson Dawn. Apparently, like it's Nightwind or Night Fry something. I don't I don't know the assassins that came yeah. after them. Also, they were trying to kill him. If you go back and watch episode one, it looked like they weren't trying to kill him. They were just trying to, like, beat the shit out of him, and that was it. Yeah, but it's tough to say, you know, with, with choreography. You're like, oh, they weren't doing any lethal hits. And you're like, well, that's because they don't want to kill the actors and the stunt people. <laughs> you know, so. Well, still, I mean, uh, <laughs> if they really wanted to kill him, they should have just shot him from the corner instead of just ambushing him with, like, shields. If you want to yeah. kill somebody, a shield is probably not the way to do it, unless you're Tyrion Lannister, and then you're just shield bashing everybody to death. But still, I no, it, I feel like they wanted to just mostly like beat the shit out of him to like embarrass him because he's the new daimyo of Tatooine. Did you notice that line, mm. by the way, daimyo of Tatooine? Yeah, yeah. no, there, there, there. Did he say all? Was it just Tatooine? Or is it the whole planet, or is it just kind of that area? I think he said Tatooine. So that means, and by the way, Daimyo is Japanese for yeah. Lord. Oh, and real quick, did you know that George Lucas was influenced by Akira Kurosawa and Spaghetti Westerns, oh, Preston? Oh, 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 really? I, I, I didn't. It shocks never, me too. <laughs> huh? You're trying to say that that the, that the Seven Samurai was like. A thing? Apparently oh. so. Uh, he was very influenced by it, you know? Uh, oh. who, but, uh, who, who knew? Who knew? Who, this I is new information. This is, uh, I'm, I'm, I've shocked the audience as well, I'm sure. <laughs> but uh, So this is something that I've never understood. So Tatooine doesn't have a central government. So whoever's like the quote-unquote crime lord of Tatooine runs the whole planet? Is that how that yeah, works? Yeah, that's a bit... That's a bit weird. I mean, it may be that all the all the settlements on Tatooine are really close to each other, and most of the planet is is just uninhabited. You know, is that is that kind of the idea that I have no that clue Moss Espa, Moss Eisley, Anchorhead, that they're all kind of near each other, and the rest of the planet has nothing. I I'm, I would assume so because in the pre in the episode one, Qui Gon is talking to Watto, and Watto's like, "Republic credits won't do, only money, whatever that means." And then in the original trilogy, the Empire kind of has a presence on Tatooine, but why would they? It doesn't have any like resources or strategic value. It's just a desert planet out in the sticks. Yeah, and I'm also very surprised that there's so much wildlife uh, and and vegetation on Tatooine. Oh, yeah, of course. There would be. I would assume so. Because, I mean, that tribe, you know, they're constantly finding those melons in the ground to drink. <laughs> and and then there's, like, animals right and left that they're finding in the sand hidden underneath. And then, you know, they happen to be really near the the train route. Like, if this were if this were a desert, like a proper desert, like the Sahara or something, you know, you'd think you'd just miss each other, you know, that there'd just be no, or maybe, maybe along these trails is the only, like, possible water source and, and animal source and that most of the planet is, is, is super desert. And this is like, that makes more desert, sense, you know, so, so they're always running into each other because, 
you know, the rest of Tatooine is even worse, you know. Well, why, why use a train? Why not use spaceships? Like, I understand in the Solo film, you could argue the reason on that planet that they used a train is because the winds and, and, like, the weather is so hazardous that using a ship would be a bad idea. So, thus, a train that runs along a mountain. But you're on fucking Tatooine, where there's, like, almost nothing weather, like, there's no sandstorms and shit. It's for the most part, seems pretty, like, fine to fly around. So I don't get why they're yeah. using a train. Yeah, that's 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 kind of funny thing, because it's like, oh, now when you send your train through this area, you have to pay a tax. It's like, or they could just, you know, <laughs> lift up a spaceship and then fly over that land and then <laughs> drop it somewhere else. Like... It's true that <laughs> it's true that technology is a little is a little weird. Yeah, why 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 use a train? And once again, I'm not I'm not I'm not a barbarian. I know why like we're spending time with the Tusken Raiders. It's, it's supposed to do a couple of things, which I I find very neat. Mm. It's supposed to explain how come Boba uh kind of feels like a different character. He's clearly when we saw him in Mando season 2, He's clearly mm. become a much different character. He has a different fighting style. I don't remember him using yeah. the gaffy stick before Mando Season 2, um, since Mando right. Season 2 takes place post-Return of the Jedi. It's also supposed to give him a purpose. Uh, the whole point of that... Uh, that uh, that uh, What do you call it? Psychedelic journey that he took with the lizard when it went into his nose? <laughs> it's like a vision quest. Vision yeah. quest, thank you. The whole purpose of that was to, like, you know, show us the big tree was his father, supposed to represent his family tree, and the little tree is him, and he's, you know, enveloped in the branches, supposed to say that, you know, he's breaking the branch and forging his own path. Sure, sure, whatever. But I think one of the other reasons that we're having all these flashbacks with the Tuscans and him, you know, being there is so at the end... When the armies of the Huts come here, he, Boba can call on his Tuscan allies. There's like a huge battle. Oh yeah, I think I think that's uh, I think that's absolutely the case. Yeah. So you you are predicting that there's going to be a Lawrence of Arabia type battle at the end, where um, you know fight the Huts are representing the Ottomans and. The the Tuscan Raiders are representing the the Arabs, uh, you know King Faisal's group, and Lawrence is Boba Fett. This is this is your your big prediction for the ending. I, I pretty much. I'm, there's still a scene in the trailer that hasn't come to fruition. Basically, the scene where Boba Fett is having his um uh, his meeting with the other crime capos, like the lieutenants and captains and whatnot. And they're like, why give us one reason why we shouldn't just kill you right now? And he's like, well, you know, why choose violence when, you know, uh, this could all enterprise can make us rich. That scene hasn't happened yet. I'm going to assume that the huts buy out the lieutenants and the captains and Boba's alone at the end. And then out of nowhere come the Tusken Raiders to save him. All we're missing is the giant laser shooting out of the middle of New York City. And it's pretty much word for word everything we've ever seen. You know, what's funny is that, of course, Lawrence of Arabia, uh, King Faisal is played by Sir Alec Guinness, you know. Oh, really? Uh, oh, yeah. Have you, I'm sure you've seen Lawrence of Arabia, but it's been probably many, many years. I've seen bits and, and pieces uh, of it, like on YouTube, like clips and whatnot. I know the gist of it, but wait a minute. So, but Sir Alec Guinness is a white guy and he's playing a, an Arabic king? Uh, Yeah. 
Yep, yep. <laughs> he's, 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 they brown face him a little. Yeah, Aww. they do. They do. There's there's a hilarious. Um, it's a. I mean, it's a it's a brilliant, brilliant movie. Not not exactly completely uh, historically accurate, but Peter O'Toole plays Lawrence, and and um, Alec Guinness plays plays Faisal. And there's this wonderful scene where, and I, it always sticks in my mind because I lived in Jordan uh, for two years, where you know this this uh, battle actually took place um, down in uh, Aqaba, and uh, you know the the Faisal's descendants are the are the kings uh, is the, you know the kings of Jordan, um, and so there's there's a scene where they're sitting in a in a in a, in a tent together, and uh, Faisal says to Lawrence, "Why do you?" Um, why do you foreigners? Why do you like the desert? And and Peter Toole says, I, I like the desert. It's it's beautiful. It's it's very clean. And, and, and Sir Alec Guinness's Faisal goes goes. We Arabs, we hate the desert. <laughs> we like gar we like gardens and green things. And it's it's actually very true. There's like Jordanians, people in the Middle East, they love gardens. They love green because all they see is 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 brown and 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 desert. And so they just they 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 just they just want to see things that are lush and green because it's something something different. Mm-hmm. But that line is like the most. It's like it's just like the biggest. But it also like made me think of all of those scenes in the tent with the elder of 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 the sand people. And I just wish. They subtitled stuff more, or or they could speak and understand each other. Like I, I kind of feel that the conversations that happen between Peter O'Toole and Alec Guinness in Lawrence of Arabia are so much more interesting than the you know the lack of conversations that are going on between Boba Fett and and the elder of the Tuscan Raiders. You know, I'm telling you, it's uh, uh, Spielberg. He's in charge of the, the subtitles. He's just fresh off West Side Story. He's in charge. No, 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 no. We're not gonna put subtitles here. Just like in West Side Story. <laughs> yeah, like they occasionally put in subtitles, but for the most part, you're just getting the Tuscan Raider, you know, grunts, which. Which it's too bad, you know, because I, I really do want to hear what what they're saying, because he seems to be understanding them, you know. So I I really want to understand their culture more and 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 what they're what he finds beautiful about their culture and what they're fighting for and things like that. Like you know, I want to get into that depth, but right now we just have to. It's it's relying so much on parallels to other movies like Dances with Wolves and Lawrence of Arabia, where we just sort of make that jump to those movies you know like we we don't need to explain to you tuscan raider culture but you know it, it's it's lakota indians it's it's you know arabs of 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 transjordan it's you know it's it's just that and and just you know think of it like that and you're like okay i guess you know and that's and that's it but i i wish we would find out more about their culture so we could understand if it is beautiful um you know like they they do that work in Lawrence of Arabia and Dances with Wolves, uh, and and so I want that work to be done, but it's not. You know, we just kind of assume that he finds the culture beautiful and worth saving, kind of out of nowhere. It's also kind of weird that they he's all of a sudden really cool with them after they kind of tortured him and and took him prisoner yeah. like right at like that's a little <laughs> that's a little well, yeah. Well, they they establish they establish why they like him. You know, he killed that big monster he and proved saved, himself. saved yeah, saved the younglings life. But what is it about 
Tuscan Raider culture that Boba Fett finds alluring. You know, like a lot of time is spent in Lawrence and in Dance with the Wolves establishing why the protagonist um, loves the culture that he's trying to uh, go, you know, defend. Um, but we don't we don't really get like what is it about? Like, yeah, they can they can fight. Like, maybe does he just think that he, the fighting is beautiful and therefore, you know, like does he see how they care for each other? Does he does he listen to the beauty of their songs around the fire? Does he listen to the the poetry of their legends? Like, what is it about <laughs> what Tuscan Raider culture that he finds worth saving? We 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 just kind of make that jump. Uh, it's too bad. Hopefully that's answered uh, going forward. But the other thing that I have to be nitpicky here. I also have to ask. Mm. I assume there's something in the Taiwanese water supply that's making you a very non-nitpicky person. I've noticed this. I've noticed this <laughs> since you've gotten there. You're much more like less nitpicky. But I will take the mantle for you, Master. Oh, Master Obi Wan, I got you. Um, so I have to nitpick about this one thing. So he, the, the tagline of the show is "Jabba ruled with fear. I intend to rule with respect." Homie, mm. you are Boba fucking Fett. Your legend speaks for itself. You are one of the most feared bounty hunters in the goddamn galaxy. When the Empire wants something done, they get robot guy, lizard dude, guy in turban, and you. Like, you're like one of the few... (laughs) You know what's funny? Like, the galaxy, you assume that there are trillions of life forms in the galaxy, and he was in the top five. He was in the top five. Him and, like, (laughs) bug dudes. And here's the thing. Trillions of life forms in the galaxy, millions of criminals... There's a lot. There's gonna be a lot of stupid guys there, and I was having this conversation with someone. Wouldn't it be fucking hilarious if, with all the stupid criminals out there, they mistake Boba Fett for like Mando on several occasions, and his and Boba <laughs> Fett's legend just grows because no idiot criminal can tell the difference between swamp green armor and cyan. It all looks the same to these idiots. So you're you're, you're very true. Like, oh, this Mandal. I heard this Mandalorian was doing this and this, and you know, like every once they should be like, huh. I heard Boba Fett broke a bunch of people out of a out of a jail, out of a Republic jail. You know, like all the different <laughs> tales should be going back and forth. Wait, Boba Fett saved some village from from. Um, hold on a second. Hold on, my my, my wife is uh ringing the doorbell. One okay. in. <laughs> yeah, go get that. I should just leave this in. I literally should just leave this in. <laughs> by the way, while we're waiting, audience, did you guys know that George Lucas was influenced by Akira? Oh, welcome back. I know. I know. Okay. So you were saying uh, Boba Fett, he helped the village of being raided by those pig guys that was, that was yeah, raiding them. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's Boba Fett's been super active, you know. <laughs> or the same should have happened to, to Mando, right? He, like, I, I don't think so, off. because Boba Fett's legend, I feel as though Boba Fett's been doing it longer than Mando, and I feel like he's more infamous than Mando is. But Mando goes to Tatooine. Shouldn't he be, like, walking around Tatooine, and everybody's like, oh my god, it's Boba Fett. Or like it's Boba Fett's brother. Like everybody be like, dude, you look like Boba Fett. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like no one's doing that. 
I'm sure they are, but like the point is, is that I, I hate this whole like mentality has, I intend to rule with respect instead of fear. That's like Bill Gates saying, yeah, money's not all that important. Yeah, you're fucking Bill Gates. You have all of it. Like, yeah. I hate when, like, Boba, everyone's going to fear you regardless. He might as well just rule with just a little fear. Not too much, just a little, little they're not. They're not mutually exclusive. <laughs> you, can, you can rule with fear and respect. Yeah, know? pretty much. Yeah. Vito Corleone. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. Oh, well. I, I Maybe we'll find out. Maybe we'll find out. Because, I mean, if the, if, the, if the implication is that somehow he changed from the Tusken Raiders, do the Tusken Raiders not use fear? Because <laughs> people, people seem pretty damn scared of the Tusken Raiders. Oh, 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 oh. I still want to know what's up with Tatooine's, like, central government. Do they not have one? Does the, the quote-unquote daimyo of Tatooine, who I guess was Jabba before him, does he rule the entire planet? See, this is the point where George R. R. Martin would, like, write a blog and ask about Tatooine's, you know, tax policy and their position on gay marriage. Right, but at the same time, Star Wars is a story about governments toppling themselves, toppling each other. Right, like, shouldn't shouldn't which government runs Tatooine be be relevant? It's all it's only like the most important planet in the entire series. You know? <laughs> I guess, yeah. It, which is weird because it has no natural resources. There's no strategic value or importance to Tatooine. Oh, no, it seems no, like people can no. just come in, take over, and like everyone right. will give you tribute, and that's it, and you can bounce. There's yeah. no one resisting you. And it's, and it's not even like Terminus or like Arrakis where like it becomes powerful. It never becomes powerful. It always is a backwater. It's just that all of the characters seem to just like going back there repeatedly for no reason. <laughs> like the coincidence, you know, where everybody just keeps getting dropped on that planet and being from it. Ah. Uh. I mean, the Skywalkers happen to be from it. That's it. And they just coincidentally keep going back to it. Uh, it's the most important planet that's not important. <laughs> that's so true. Uh, so I think that, do you have anything else you would like to add to this? No, no. I mean, it just, I would have also, I also was thinking it's strange that they didn't give him a, a Tusken Raider helmet with all of, like mm. their devices, you know? You know, and they like they like prepping him up, they're clothing him, and they're like, "You do not, you don't get a, you don't get a metal whatever face mask." I do wonder what the Tusken Raiders look like underneath it. We'll probably never find out. I hope so Maybe because the more we don't find out, like you have to keep uh, like mystery and, and and the allure there. That's because if you're gonna kind of somewhat ruin Boba Fett's like mythos, he was uh, when <laughs> when the original trilogy came out. Like I told you in the last episode, he was the reason he was cool is because you didn't know anything about him. He had a cool helmet. Um, he was just there. He had like five lines of dialogue. Like less is more, of course. And right. I hope they don't and, go into too much detail. <laughs> and then with Boba Fett, they went they went all out more. Like, oh, actually, every stormtrooper is actually a Boba Fett. <laughs> and, you know, like what? What? <laughs> like I didn't I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> like, oh man, this like <laughs> this obscure, mysterious character is actually his clone is everywhere. Uh, <laughs> or Django's clone is everywhere. Oh man! No, that's about that's about all. That's about all in this one. A again, it was almost like placeholder. Like, you know, assume assume this is dances with dances with wolves, Lawrence of Arabia, and and just. But you know, at the same time, you know, they had a good they had a good train fight scene. I thought it was it was well shot. Um, you know, I, I still enjoyed it, but yeah, I, I wish they would have explored things better. 
The episode itself was like 53 minutes, which is great. But once again, I feel as though I have to drive this home every time. Really should have been one giant episode or release both at the same time like they did with Hawkeye. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about episode three. And um, <laughs> we, just, I, we just chuckle because it's just like, oh, God, episode three. Episode three, episode two and three is night and day. And I, someone, I was oh, asked, yeah. I was talking about this briefly with somebody, and they're like, "Well, episode one got off to a rickety start." I said episode one and two should have been one giant one, uh, but apparently mm. episode two was directed by a woman named Steph. Um, oh, I forgot her last name. And then episodes one and three were directed by Robert Rodriguez. Now, yeah. uh, appa- I mean, that explains it. <laughs> well, apparently he has his distinct style, and if his distinct style is sucking, then I can definitely see it. His, his distinct, his distinct. I mean, he did, he did machete. If if that uh, machete, yeah. I mean, who who of course, and he a machete appears in the in the episode, but like he's, Trejo, he's known yeah. for more. He's known for more like shock screen kind of. Um, you know, seventies exploitation, like grindhouse kind of stuff. Like he's in the, he's in the same, you know, he's, he's similar to Quentin Tarantino where he's like looking for something outrageous on screen. That's going to, that's going to like grab your eye and keep you watching, you know? Well, um, well that's, he's doing the opposite of that. Cause I was just so fucking bored. <laughs> Holy shit. I'm glad that he brought Danny Trejo into the star Wars universe, like props to him, you know, but you know, yeah, you know, uh, there were two actors that were very recognizable. Like obviously the the comedian um, who played the water merchant at the beginning, and and Danny Trejo, 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 um, and I expected them both to be, you know, to stick out more than they did. I guess I, you know I tolerated them, but I hate I hate seeing actors I recognize in Star Wars because it takes me out of it. You know, <laughs> I'm just like, oh, that's you know, because I'm sitting there going, oh, it's the guy from Dodgeball, you know, like, <laughs> or it's the sta- it's the stapler guy from from Office Space. I was like, about I'm to like, say ah, that. Yeah, yeah, that's where I know him from. You know, and it's like, oh, there's Machete. You know, like it's a, it's the first thing you think, but. Um, you know, it uh, it worked out. I guess they 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 were they 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 both dialed back their zaniness. Well, uh, I, I don't mind the cameos as much as you do. I'm fine with them because yeah. the cameos can be like a cool thing. But we have to. I just just really am not vibing with this um, this series so far. What I will say to sum it up. My disappointment is if there's a second book, two book of Boba Fett, hopefully they tap George R. R. Martin to write it so we never see it. Because at this rate, it's just – it's trash. It's so bad. I was I was just oh. – there's so many things. I mean I don't even want to talk about the Hackers gang, OK? The, the Hackers gang was just <laughs> – was the worst thing. There was just the worst thing you could put into Star Wars. Like it was just – they. That doesn't belong attached. Like when I think of everything that they did right in episode two, like where episode two was a nice slow burn where you felt like they were actually building this universe of of the the Tuscan Raiders, and it all made sense. And and at no point did I think it was you know schlocky and and um, you know fake. It, it all seemed so gritty and real. You know, mm-hmm. like him doing those ceremonies and even, the, you know, even the action scenes, like 
you know, they seemed, they seemed grounded and, and, um, even though it was, even though it was speeders racing after a train, like I, I felt like it was, it was real action. I, it was, uh, this episode, everything just felt out of place. Like the hackers gang, why are their clothes so clean? And why are their bikes so clean? And why do their bikes and clothes look like nothing that would ever be on Tatooine? Like that looks so like colorful. stuff that would, it looks like it would have been on, on Coruscant, you know? Yes. Which, and, and still I would have hated it on that planet. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like they, they were far too good looking to be a downtrodden, um, like a street gang of unemployed kids. Like, oh, we don't have any work, but we all have like super cybernetic implants and perfectly clean clothes and really colorful, perfectly, you know, put together bikes. That girl like, was way else? too pale for someone who lives in fucking Tatooine, that's for sure. Of course. Yeah. Way too pale, way, way too hot. <laughs> um, <laughs> that I don't mind. <laughs> yeah, but it's just, but that's the thing is like the whole aesthetic of Tatooine is this gritty, real kind of thing that's kind of that's one of the things people really like about star wars is that it feels gritty and grounded it's almost steampunkish yeah yeah absolutely and then and then then you have these these things that just don't feel real and they, they feel so out of place like you know um it made me think of obi-wan visiting that diner you know in 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 uh in attack of the clones like it just seems so out of place you know the so the hackers gang I mean, luckily they had very few lines, but the hackers. Oh, they're sticking around (sighs) because the new thing that Star Wars is doing now, something tells me that the hot chick, um, the one, the pale one that stands out, uh, something tells me Boba's probably going to take her under his wing because the new shtick now is, well, Mando had baby Yoda and in Bad Batch, we had um, uh, uh, the clone, the Bad Batch clones taking care of Omega, the little girl. And now, like, I guess, you know, she's going to be Boba Fett's baby Yoda slash Omega. So there you go. I guess they're not going to have the back and forth banter of Kate Bishop and, and Hawkeye. No, that's, no, that's not going to happen. You know why else you hated those, uh, those kids, those tea fucking teenagers? They, uh, they're like, they, they feel like hooligans from like a random Disney kids show. Like they don't yeah, feel like yeah. hooligans, like who are like rough and tough and blah, blah. They, they feel like they felt they felt like they were casting the the children of producers or something. That's why I was joking that it's the gay. I don't I don't know if you saw the movie Hackers, but I have. like it's okay. Then you know exactly like like the faux cool like 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 edgy kind of like thing that 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 they tried to pull off in that in that movie is just so hilarious, you know, and it's just. It's it's again what they you know when when people are trying to make cool kids it just doesn't it, do, it never works out uh, and they all have perfect hair you know <laughs> perfectly combed how, how is there not dust on everything how is there not sand on everything I mean Anakin told us that sand gets in everything like let's keep it consistent <laughs> they don't have you enough know, money like, for water but they do have enough money for cybernetic implants and those like Vespa speeders. That yeah. look really super can, cool. Can, candy apple red, you know, <laughs> perfectly clean uh, speeder. They they were just horrible. And then just so much I also hated. Like you spent all of this time establishing this relationship with with uh, with Boba Fett and the Tusken Raiders, and you feel like it's going someplace. No, nope, they just died. 
Like what? Killed off screen? Killed yeah. off screen. Like what was I watching the first two episodes for? Killed off screen? Are you fucking serious? Like and just boom. Okay. You know, oh my that was just what a bad choice. What a bad choice. Oh gosh. <laughs> Oh gosh! gosh no, you're gosh. you're you're not you're not wrong. In fact, I had a perfect idea for this entire episode. Um, so let's talk about uh, Black Chrysanthemum sneaking into Jabba's <laughs> palace somehow. And I, by the way, let me give you the backstory. I was about to complain about that too. Let me give you like, the backstory. First of, of all, character. if you're if you're gonna sneak in to some place and you're 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 for some reason sneaking into Jabba's palace, and you know because Wookie Wookies are known for being ninjas, right? <laughs> To but kill yeah. somebody, you should probably to kill, kill them and then back to why, why not? You've got to, why not just pull out a blaster and shoot him in the head? He's like in his tank. Instead, open the tank and beat him up by with your hands. Like, what's wrong with you? Okay, what's the backstory? I'd like to know about this guy. So, a black Chrysanthemum, um, he got this stigma on Kashyyyk for being a mad claw. Apparently, mm. um, you shouldn't when you fight. You know, it's kind of taboo to use your claws and like full strength and stuff. So he got. He got exiled from Tashik, and he's been going around to gladiatorial underground arenas, fighting, like, random people because he likes it. He, this dude has, like, you know, fought Obi-Wan Kenobi and survived. And he fucked up Obi-Wan mm. Kenobi before he got fend- he before Obi-Wan fended him off. And, uh, no, he's just been making his living, being a bounty hunter, being a vicious Wookiee. In fact, in the comics, apparently he got into a one-on-one fight with Chewbacca and won. So he's stronger than Chewie. I recall... Uh, a couple years ago, you told me about how in TNG, the mm. warp is kind of <laughs> used as like this gauge of how strong a character is. If the character, if a right. if whoever character best warp, you know they're they're bad news. This right. is kind like that's kind of Chewie. Like Black Chrysanthemum has has bested Chewie. So, how the fuck does one of the most vicious bounty hunters in the galaxy, Black Chrysanthemum, a Wookiee, and once again Wookiees rip people's arms off? In a deleted scene yeah. from Force Awakens, Chewie did that to Unkar Plunt, uh, Ray's like handler guy on Jakku. He's uh, stronger than Wookiees. He's stronger than uh, Chewie. So that means he should be able to kill everyone in that fucking room with ease. No one is maimed. No one is killed, which of course they wouldn't be. No one is seriously hurt. He grabbed Boba and I thought he broke Boba Fett's back like Bane did to Batman. Yeah, I mean, we heard cracks. We I heard he was cracks. Just cracking, uh, he was just cracking his back, I guess. I, nothing. I, what I thought was going to happen was, what I would be doing is, I would have Boba Fett so severely injured that Ming-Na Wen captures the entire... She takes over the entire episode and goes off and does her thing. And Boba, in the back to tank, he has to stay in there and have flashbacks. That would be perfect, but no. He's fine. Yeah. He's yeah, I mean, even okay. the Gamorrean... All he did was he bit the Gam- he bit the Gamorrean guard, who then has to go into the tank, you know? That's so dumb. Yeah, that's so dumb. That was it. I thought I thought they were at least gonna kill a disposable Gamorrean guard. Nope, nope. <laughs> you know, we'll kill, we'll kill off all of the Tuscan Raiders, but God forbid we lose one of our Gamorrean guards. <sighs> and then the twins come and say, "Hey, look, my bad. We're sorry." And then he's like, "Yeah, it's cool." Um, release, release yeah, him, was... release Black Chrysanthemum, and he just runs off into the desert in a very awkward way. Bro, what? Like, why? Like, what? That was really weird. It was. It was like they just had the cameo, and then they're like, "Cameo done." Like, you, you're you're not gonna kill the guy. You're not gonna like, 
have him be loyal to you. You're not gonna like sell him off. Do something. You have this. You have this incredible character who, which has a lot of what fans who are into him and and potential. And then you're just gonna dismiss him. Like I don't know. Are they hoping for a spinoff? What <laughs> <laughs> the Black Chrysanthemum spinoff? God, I fucking hope not. Um, uh, and then so you mentioned the hackers gang. That speeder yeah. bike, or the, I'm sorry, the speeder Vespa chase. That was stupid. No, it just it felt really bad. I mean, I I, I thought that some of the aliens' makeup looked okay, um, you know, but that was it. Um, I I didn't. There was there was no stakes. It didn't feel real. Nothing felt real in that whole chase. Uh, you know what also kind of feels very off is the dialogue. I, I for some reason I'm just not hmm. vibing with the dialogue. It's just not. I don't know if it's like we touched on this briefly before. Yeah. Um, we know Boba Fett as the guy who doesn't say that much, and he always has his helmet mm. on. Every time Tamora Morrison takes off his helmet, like, I know that's supposed to be Boba Fett, and I know Boba Fett's a clone of Django, but every time I see him take off his helmet, it seems more Django than Boba. Right. I, I agree. Like, his his minimal dialogue is okay when he has the helmet on, but when he takes the helmet off, you're expecting him to talk, and he doesn't really talk that much. I, and and Ming Na Wen doesn't cut, talk that much either, and they're kind of the same character. So the only the only I actually feel that the best dialogue scenes are when Eight D Eight is in the room, um, because Eight D Eight has more personality than Boba Fett and <laughs> Ming Na Wen, which is really weird, right? That this droid who is mainly there for exposition has more personality and charm than, than our characters. Ah, it's really, really weird. It, the, 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 whole, only... the whole thing is really just... Mm. Every time he takes off his helmet, and they keep calling his crime syndicate a family, which, hmm. homie, you ain't no Sopranos. You're fucking Boba Fett. You got a couple guys who I guess work for you. You don't really yeah. pay... Maybe not when is just your homie. You don't really pay her. The Gamorrean guards, I feel like they don't really get paid. They're just around... So you're not yeah. you don't really have a crime syndicate. You're just a guy in Jabba's palace who lives there with a couple of dudes, and that's it. Who, who, who's trying who's trying to collect over? He's trying to collect uh, tributes that people normally gave to Bib Fortuna, and you're, you're trying to see who's still willing to give it to you based on nothing. You know, like uh, what kind of loser yeah. mob boss goes on his own like collection runs? <laughs> <laughs> like seriously like that's so dumb that's so lame but whatever he wants the people to see his face he's not an absentee ruler he rules with respect instead of fear which so much respect hey remember that time you took in a, a, a tuscan raider tribe in order to try to get them uh money uh and and their ancestral lands back and then you went you went to go get them some money and you came back and they were all murdered that was a lot of, you must have gained a lot of respect at that time as much as I want to see like Cad Bane from the Clone Wars and and you know Amelia Clark show up or even Han Solo, like I can't help but feel as though this show needs those people to show up to be good. Whereas yeah. Mandalorian stood on its own two legs by itself before any of the other cool cameos like Luke and Ahsoka started showing up. So it's very mm -hmm. telling that you need cameos from other shows to make your show better versus. Yeah. I I actually have a big problem with. Um, 
cameos in general. If you've ever seen a movie like Zoolander 2 or Anchorman 2 or watched any episode of Saturday Night Live, many of times if you have they have nothing to write, so they make they do a cameo, right? Mm-hmm. And a cameo does not make a good story. A cameo does not make entertainment. Like me going, "Oh, I know that." Like, "Oh, I know that actor." "Oh, I know that character." That's not that's not a story. Like a cameo is not a story. A, a cameo is not a joke. This is my problem with like Saturday Night Live. They're like, oh, we actually got Sarah Palin. We should put her on screen with with the person that does the Sarah Palin imitation. Okay, great. And what are they gonna do? Uh, they're just gonna they're just gonna be there. You know? They did like, this oh. for. Um, remember the remember the Social Network movie for about Facebook. Yeah. They did this with Michael Sarah. I think it was Michael Sarah. They Michael Sarah. Yeah, yeah, with Michael Sarah. Yeah. They had Michael Sarah on and the actual Mark Zuckerberg uh, humanoid on, and the the two there apparently never met before, and they were just standing there, you know, just just yeah. standing there. I, it's very awkward. I I remember it. It's just it's the dumbest idea, and they keep doing it in on, on Saturday Night Live all, over and over again. You know, and it's just, it's just can't like cameos aren't that entertaining to me. You know, this fucking Dean Martin's closet bullshit. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Kind of. It sounds familiar. <laughs> Dean Martin used to have a show and then like, you know, it was just, you just have his friends on. It was the laziest piece of shit kind of thing. And you just go to his closet and you open the closet and there'd be a different celebrity inside. That was one of his friends. And that would be the thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Fucking cameos. Who cares about a cameo? Well, to be <sighs> fair, when when Luke cameoed in Mando, the final uh, episode of Mando, oh, we haven't seen him in It years. seemed to work. Yeah. So. I mean, I guess that caused people to cream their pants. You know? Of but it, it, I mean, that's different because people think that there's going to be a massive implications for the plot or something. You know, while while just having some random Wookiee show up or Ahsoka show up, um, you know, or, I don't know. So what what do you think about the Rancor monster? Uh, I, I, when it comes to stuff like that, it's, uh, it's whatever. He's gonna be he's gonna ride a Rancor. All right, that's kind of cool, I guess. But yeah, like I said, his interactions with the Rancor, I I really don't care. I was more curious about Danny Trejo's interactions with the Rancor. That would have been. Way more cool, but I was. I was. Uh. I mean, I guess I was interested in the world building of oh, there's more to the rancor than them being horrible beasts. They're actually like naturally quite docile, gentle animals who imprint on people, and all of that. I was like, oh, this is interesting, uh, you know. But um, but it might only be because I owned Rancor Keeper and Rancor Monster and, <laughs> and the Rancor. I had Rancor Keeper and the Rancor, and so like. Because I had those action figures, I'm like, oh, this is interesting. Like, maybe, maybe there must be like, you know, some Star Wars fan who had all the toys, and every time he sees one of his toys on screen, he's like, oh my god, I had him. Like, I had Bib Fortuna, and you know, <laughs> you had the whole, you had all of the, uh, you had all the the, the Jabba's Palace gang, really. I didn't have all of them. I had, I had, I had a Gamorrean guard. I had Clay Two in battle armor, but not regular clay too um i had i had yeah um i had i had 88 i think i had i had jabba and sulcaceous crumb 
Damn, dude, you had everybody. What do you mean? I bibbed for Tuna. Well, this is the thing is those are my only Star Wars figures. And this is really, this is what's really bad is I think what my parents did is they're like, oh, well, let's go to the toy store and see what looks most interesting. And then they see something that looks interesting and they buy it for me. And the interesting stuff are all the bad guys. So my Star Wars collection was, was, (laughs) my Star Wars collection was Jabba, Ranker, Ranker Keeper, Clay Two in Battle Armor, um, a Gamorrean Guard, uh, uh, you know, and Bib Fortuna, and then like those are mine. And then I think my my dad found at the Y a legless Chewbacca. Like, well, he had one leg, <laughs> and then a, and we had a Luke, but my brother would put him in water and put him in the freezer to freeze him in carbonite, and so his head came off. <laughs> so I had a headless Luke, <laughs> a headless Luke. Which I suppose, I didn't think of it at the time, but I suppose a headless Luke is a character from Empire Strikes Back. Um, Wait, so, what? When he, when he cuts off uh, Darth Vader's head and it's actually like oh, himself. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know. It's a stretch. It's a, <laughs> considering it's a dream and it's Darth Vader and it's himself, you know, so. <laughs> but I didn't have the greatest collection of Star Wars toys, no. But the, uh, but yeah, I guess that's why I had more interest in the Ranker Keeper there. And it's funny because I had those ones because I kind of don't like Return of the Jedi as a movie. Jesus. <laughs> oh man, so sad, so sad. Where we, we both of us really thought they were going someplace with those with those Tuscan Raiders. I really, th- yeah, you mean me? I really thought they were, the Tuscan Raiders were going to come in for like the final battle with the Huts as like an army or something, and that that's that's done and over with. That's not no, gonna no. They just got to they just got to keep moving them on, moving them on to the next thing. I, I'm getting annoyed because I was like, you know what? Crimson Dawn, Crimson Dawn's behind all of this. Crimson Dawn's working with the mayor. Nope, it's just the Pike Syndicate. All right, whatever. Yeah, is is that the 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 weird JL gang? Is the uh, well, actually, no. The biker gang in the past is different from the the crime syndicate in the in the present. Uh, I don't know. We'll see about what that about this biker gang. But uh, this episode was way too slow. Kind of, kind of. No. Uh, like once again, I, I know we're gonna get more cameos. I know we're gonna get more cameos. I know. Oh, did you did you see that the, the Mandalorian character cameo? She was in the background. Oh, the, the Amy, mean, um, Amy Sedaris, Amy Sedaris character. Yeah, I I noticed that. Yeah, it's whatever. <laughs> it's whatever it is. <laughs> she was walking down the street. <laughs> the episode was itself it. was lame. It was it was it was the dialogue was weird and clunky. Like Robert Rodriguez really should never like fuck with anything Star Wars ever again. Because I I really don't like his style. I, I know it's uh, Dave Filoni or John Favreau writing it, but his directing is just really kind of awkward there was a lot of moments i felt that were very pointless or like them walking to places or him writing his banta like i understand the atmosphere is very important which which is i also don't understand why the fuck they don't use the full like colors for tatooine let me show you what i mean real quick um Mm -hmm. yeah i know what you're saying it feels very washed out yeah Yeah. what the fuck Mm -hmm. why why is that? Why are they know. doing that? I don't know what it is. It's like they brought in Zack Snyder for this shit. It, it's so bad. Yeah, that is really strong, uh, the, the, the difference. Because you're right that, you know, in the original, especially, maybe in the original, like, non-special edition 
A New Hope Star Wars. Maybe it was kind of muted, but after that, they kind of brightened everything up. Um, certainly Return of the Jedi is bright. Certainly all the new movies are bright. Um, and probably the special edition of, of, of A New Hope is bright. But yeah, you're right that there's just this different, completely different feel to it. The bottom picture, like when Anakin is with Padme at, Ta- at Tatooine, it actually looks like a hot desert, whereas... Mm, yeah, the blazing sun coming down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Ugh, Jesus uh, Christ. Uh, Anyways, uh, I I think that's all I have to say. Maybe, the speeder bike maybe, chase Maybe it's sucked. winter. Maybe it's winter. <laughs> it's okay, winter. I don't know. <laughs> the speeder bike chase sucked. Black Chrysanthemum didn't kill or maim anybody. Uh, no, dialogue no. is weird. The only good parts were like... Danny Trejo showing up for like a minute, which you didn't care yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I thought he was okay. I thought he I thought he acted well, and I thought I thought the the rancor was interesting. I I, I it's it's like shoots of hope of where they're gonna go with it. But knowing the show, like everything is just cut and resets like every one or two episodes. Then the rancor is probably gonna have a life of 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 two episodes. I don't know. Well, I think so we're we'll only supposed to have, what, six or seven episodes? So four more, three or four more to go. Yeah. I mean, isn't it really odd? I mean, here's another. Isn't it really odd that the huts are like, oh, the huts are here. And then the next episode, the huts are like, we're leaving. You're like, great. You're like, what? <laughs> I mean, I granted they're leaving so that they can just wait for, for Boba Fett to have a fight and then they can, can come back. But it's like the whole thing was like, oh, shit, the huts are here. Now things are going to get different in the next episode. We're leaving. Like, uh I thought this was going to so be weird. one of those stories where, um, so I love the Batman Arkham games, but Arkham Origins, mm. which was not done by uh, Rocksteady, I think, or Rockstar or whatever the, the company's called, they didn't do that one. Great idea, bad execution. So in Arkham Origins, it's Batman's first year as, as Batman, and the mob mobsters are like, you know what? Fuck this guy. Let's find the worst villains out there to kill this dude. They hire some mercenary guys. And on Christmas Day, all the mercenaries, at least six or seven of them, go after Batman. And one after another, he's taking out these rogues gallery of guys. Bane, uh, Copperhead. Uh, he's taking out uh, Firefly. Like He's taking out all these guys. Shocker guy, whatever his name is. Um, I thought this, this was going to be kind of like that. Like, Boba is coming in on territory that he's not familiar with, and these mobsters are pissed. So they're going to be sending all the bounty hunters after him, like Bosk and fucking uh, Chrysanthemum, which they kind of did. And, like, all these... Like, every episode is him fighting a bounty hunter. And if that's what every episode is, is what we saw here with Chrysanthemum, I'm okay, because that nothing <laughs> happened. Nothing... Did, yeah. You let him go. Kill him. Yeah. It, it's, it is really odd that they... Um... Like, it's a show about Boba Fett, it's a, who who is a bounty hunter, a deadly bounty hunter. Oh no, he ex-bounty hunter. Right, but now it's not about Boba Fett anymore, right? Like this show isn't about Boba Fett. If you were to sell, if if someone said to me, "Okay, we're gonna do a show about Boba Fett," okay, what? Knowing nothing about it, you're like, "Well, that should be a show about." A really badass fighter bounty hunting, right? You know, the funny like, thing is, we already have that. Mandalorian. Mandalorian, right? Which, I mean, yeah. Which is what we thought Mandalorian was too, yeah. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. Instead, it's like him him trying to be Jabba. 
which is not what I expected at all. Huh. I don't know. So yeah. so odd. So it, odd. Anyway, we're, this, we're just being Debbie, Debbie Downer on this one. We are. And, uh, yeah. And, oh, by the way, real quick, um, in case the audience doesn't know this, uh, something a bit funnier than, you know, is uh, Preston started doing live streams recently. And uh, mm. you're doing them, what, every, like, week, every 10 days? Yeah, every every, every week, yeah. Uh, to the audience, be sure to tune in to Preston's live streams. He does them every week where, you know, he'll come in, he'll talk about Ice and Fire, occasionally discuss politics, and uh, put one of his fans on Suicide Watch after calling him an idiot over and over again. <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if the one I the one over and over again uh, uh, is on Suicide Watch. There was there was I, I there was one person I think he was talking to somebody else in the chat, and I thought he was talking to me, and I was like, and I was like, and I was like, dude, what is this? And then and then he he was like, oh man, I feel I feel really bad. I you know I'm gonna, I'm not gonna sleep if, if Preston hates me, and so I posted like, no man, I love you, sorry. <laughs> oh no, that's not that guy. That's the other guy. Oh. Yeah, yeah. The other, I'm talking about the other guy. Like, like he, I, I can only imagine like this dude. You're his favorite YouTuber, and you're calling him a moron because he had generally bad takes. Like he was saying <laughs> nothing of value of interest, and he was just saying <laughs> stupid, dumb things. Oh, he him, was he was there. He, he was there to troll. You think <laughs> he was so? there to troll. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was there to troll. He's getting off. And everybody's like, "Why, Preston? Why are you giving him so so much attention? Give attention to other fans." And it's like, "Okay, okay, sorry." You know, it's like I I got baited. I got baited by a troll. You think I fed, so? I, I don't think you I, I think he was genuinely that dumb, personally speaking, because he could not give you one Republican policy that was like fantastic. Yeah, well, I'm still yeah. waiting. I told him, "Hey, man, just, <laughs> just make a channel and reply," because that's how Sargon of Akkad started. He started his channel to counter. Anita Sarkeesian's shit, and then he mm. just blew up, and he just kept going. So you you could have yeah. just birthed a new YouTuber right here to counter your <laughs> leftist ideas. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We're just we're just having fun, um, you know, chatting about uh, chatting about ice and fire, fantasy and politics, travel, whatever whatever happens. And then of course, you know, when um, when some of the shows like House of the Dragon begin, it's gonna you know. Things are gonna get, you know, really fun. So it's 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 uh, I don't know, kind of digging it. Some some of the fans are digging it. It's doing better than I thought it would. I didn't think that many people would be interested in me live streaming, but it's actually doing okay. So, well, be sure to check out Preston live streaming. Definitely, definitely tune in for that. Hopefully, he'll call out more uh, right wingers in the uh, in the live chat. Um, so are we done with this episode? Because I really, I how long, how long have we gone? We've gone. We got thirty minutes on How? this one. How? Ah, we do this. All, I do this all the time. I'm like, yo, this fifteen minute discussion, in and out, boom, we're done. And it's never, <laughs> it's never that. It's never that. It's never that. Plus, when you attach, because you're you're doing two and three together here, right? So it's gonna be a long one. Ah, yeah, it's fine. It's, it's that that I don't mind. It's just fuck. Episode was bad, and I but I know there's gonna be some guy going, bro. Just wait, Han Solo. No. Cameos, Brad's is right. Cameos don't make it better. Stop it. If you're giving it the three episode try, this was that's not a good, not a good show for it. That's not a good show for it. All right. It's like I mean, it's but this, it's the same line from the prequels. No, 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 no. Phantom Menace was horrible, but it'll get better. I mean, it got slightly better, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> the same with like Force Awakens and the Last Jedi. No, no, no. It'll, it, it, they're building to something. No. no. 
No. Well, no, that that's the no. sequel trilogy is the opposite. Get, you, you watch Force Awakens. It's all right. It gets better. It never got better. Like it just kept progressively getting worse. Arguably. Yeah. I mean. I... I mean, I would argue that Last Jedi is slightly better than Force Awakens, but I'm not saying by much. You know? <laughs> like, uh, uh, well, these are these are rough. These are rough. But of course, you know, I'm the asshole who believes there hasn't been a good Star Wars product since 1980. Oh. So. <laughs> Mando was good. What are you talking about? Mando, Mando was, was cool. okay. Mando was, Mando was okay. Mando was okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you mind if we wrap it up? All right, sounds good. Uh, guys, thank you so much for joining us on uh, episodes two and three. We'll see you next time with episode four. Hopefully something happens. We'll see what happens. Hopefully it does. Uh, check you guys later. Take it easy.